0: Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace
1: to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold.
2: Heavenly Father, we bless you, Lord. Thank you, O God, that in this secret place you are high and lifted up. You reign above all things. Oh, yes. You rule, O oh God, in the face of men. This morning, be thou enthroned in the midst of your people. Be thou enthroned in this sanctuary. Whatever shall exalt itself above you, we bring it down in the name of Jesus. Oh.
0: Holy are you Lord of creation. creation, oh, all you oh, lift up your voice and sing, worthy, 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 worthy is your name, is your, your name. name, oh, this morning we worship, we worship. worship, oh, your I'll be Il m'a dit ma Let's worship the Lord. Close your eyes before Him. Close your eyes before Him. His word. His word. You mm-hmm. Father, your name that is above every name. We acknowledge you in this place. That at the mention of your name, every knee must bow. Worthy is that
2: name, the name that is above every name. My God, let the name of Jesus My God, captivate your people and set your people free in the name of Jesus Let every chain be broken in the name of Jesus Let every depression be lifted up in the name of Jesus
0: Let every sickness bow to the name of Jesus We bless your name, Lord Worthy is your
1: Worthy
0: is your name, your name, your name, your name. Your name. Worthy, is your name. Worthy is the name of Jesus. Worthy
2: Bless your name in the sanctuary. Who are we to deserve such mercy?
0: By the name, the name of Jesus, the name by which, oh yes, we are saved. We bless your name this morning. Thank you for who you are. Oh yes, we bless you, Lord. We give you worship.
2: We give you honor, Lord. We give you praise. Have your seat before Him.
0: Worthy is your name.
2: Hallelujah. We serve a God who is worthy. We serve a faithful God. What is man that he is mindful of? The Son of Man that he visits him. Our life is just like a vapor that rises one minute and the next minute it disappears. But God is a good, good Father. How many of us know that he's a good father? Hallelujah. When it comes to the time to worship him, one psalmist says that this is the air that I breathe. The air that I breathe. The air that you breathe is not oxygen. As Christians, the air that we breathe is his presence. That is why in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. You cannot walk out of this place this morning and be depressed because in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. For in the house of the Lord, there is joy. We bless the Lord for who he is. We magnify him for his faithfulness. Had it not been the Lord who has been on our side, let the people of god say but this god that we serve he is a good good father turn to somebody sitting by you and tell them i'm glad you are here today tell them i was looking forward to sitting by you ask them are you glad you are sitting by me tell them by the way if you don't know Or if you've not heard, you are sitting by a blessed person. See, you who said that you did not believe that you are a blessed person, what a shock. Hallelujah. You are saying that you are sitting by a blessed person. It's like you don't believe what you are saying. Tell them with all seriousness that you are sitting by a blessed person. To ask them, aren't you glad you are sitting by a blessed person? Tell them, watch me closely because a blessing is coming upon your life. Because you are sitting by me. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Hallelujah. So I have been teaching us about our two main assignments that God gave to us: John 15:16. He said that you did not choose me, but I have chosen you and I have ordained you that you will go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Hallelujah. So God is the one who has chosen us. We did not choose ourselves. Know that no one made himself. Bible says that we are the sheep of his pastures. We are the people that God made to bring him pleasure. Hallelujah. So if your life does not bring pleasure to the Lord, then this life needs to be fixed. And Jesus Christ is here to fix that life. I say he's here to fix that life. Hallelujah. He said, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's God who has given us strength to be here this morning. It's God who has given us the energy that we have to be here this morning. Many people did not wake up this morning. Their lives were cut short. But God has been merciful. That is why I say that you did not choose me. But I have chosen you and I have ordained you that you will go and bear fruit and that your fruit shall remain. So every serious Christian must bear fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are a Christian and your life is not bearing any fruit, then p- perhaps you are not a Christian. Because God calling us and choosing us is the day that you got saved. God chose you and He separated you that you will go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Because many are called, but the Bible says that few are chosen. Many people start the race. The Bible says that it is all those who endure to the end, they are the ones that shall receive the prize. Hallelujah. Which means that many people will begin, but many will fall by the roadside. The first shall be the last, and the last shall be the first. Many people will begin this race, but we must understand that we have been called to bear fruits. That on the day when you appear before God, the question will be where are your fruits? that you had in the lord bible says that it is our fruits that would follow us our works will follow us to heaven when you get there when we all get to heaven when we all get to heaven what will count and what will matter is the work that you did for the lord that's last two weeks and last week we began to look at the type of people god calls can i have an amen? amen i'm preaching from my father the prophet's book many are called hallelujah Allow me to go everywhere this morning. Amen. By the grace of God. Hallelujah. So we saw the type of people that God calls. And we said that the number one group of people God calls is those who have failed before. God calls what? Failures. If I have failed before, then I am the one that God can use. You are best candidate to be used. God chooses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. God is not choosing many that are noble. God is just choosing ordinary people because God, he uses ordinary people to execute great things. Can I have an amen? If you are waiting for the day where when you get natural thing you do is to pray for six hours, then you are waiting too long. Even when you are just right now, you can only pray for two minutes. You are the candidate that God can use. Because when God comes over you and his power comes over you, then he enables you to do the impossible because with him all things are possible. With man it may be impossible, but with God all things are possible. Are you here or you have gone home? So God calls failures. Exodus chapter 3 and the verse 11. And Moses said that, Who am I? Who am I? I failed before. Who am I to be called? Number two, we said God calls people who are unworthy. You feel very unworthy. You come before God and your song is I am not worthy Holy Lord That I should come to thee It's like your main song is I am not worthy. But when we come to God as soon as you walk through this room you have acquired the righteousness of God. That is why you can lift up your holy hands. If you can ask him to forgive you you acquire the righteousness of God. Can I have an amen? amen. Are you still here? Yes. Hallelujah. So God is not looking for people that you know are, are just, just no, not, you, naturally. You, you say God is looking for just people who feel unworthy. Moses said, I'm not worthy Lord to go and to bring your people out. But he said, it's you that I have chosen. We said number three, God chooses rejected people. Those who have been rejected before. Hallelujah. Some of us, we were rejected by men. Men did not think anything good would come out of our lives. But God picks up the broken pieces. And then he puts the pieces together. And then he begins to use that vessel. So men can see that indeed God is great. Hallelujah. The God that we serve. He will show forth when the egg has been scrambled and has been fried. And when God shows up, he would unfry the egg, unscramble it, and separate the yolk from the white. That is when you will see that God picks up people who have been rejected and people who have been despised. Never think that your life cannot be used to do anything. Because God is looking for people who have been rejected. People that have been rejected before. Moses was rejected by his own people. Jesus Christ was rejected by his own people. He went to his own. His own received him not. But as many as received him, Bible says that to them he gave you power to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. So if you receive him, you acknowledge that God takes rejected people. He will give you the power to become a son of God. And the children of God, they bear fruit as Christ did. Are you still here? God chooses people who are not believable. Hallelujah. Moses said, but behold, they will not believe me. In Exodus 4, chapter 1, when the Lord sent him to go and bring the people out of Egypt, he said, Lord, they will not believe me. When they look at me, they will not believe me. They will not believe that you, the Lord, you have sent me. But if the Lord places his hand on you, It doesn't matter what men think because he has marked you. Hallelujah. God chooses people who are young. He calls the young people. Never desire to feel that you are old. Hallelujah. In those days, people must serve the Lord. The Levite, they were supposed to serve the Lord from the age of 25 to 50. That is the time God wants to use you. So if you are waiting to have all your children and have all your degrees, before you say you are going to work for the Lord, my brother, my sister, by that time, there may be an expiry date on your life. Can I have an amen? Remember your creator in the days of your youth, before that evil day comes. Because everybody would encounter an evil day. When the day comes, Dotun, you must be someone who has worked for the Lord and the Lord is pleased with what you have done. God calls young people. God calls people who have inferiority complex. People who look down upon themselves. You remember the first day you entered this country? Those who came here. As soon as you got to the airport, somebody said, how you doing? You forgot all the English that you knew. So you got confused. Sometimes you are talking to somebody and say, "Ah, huh? huh? You get confused. You think that your English is not good. But God chooses people who are not eloquent enough. People who cannot even spell their name. Because the work of God is not by might. It's not by power. It is not by eloquence. It is not by what you will be able to do. But God picks you up and God deposits in you what he needs to do his will. been called because he chose us. He chose us. God calls people who have been in difficult circumstances. Since he came to America, he thought that when as soon as you were told that the land is flowing with milk and honey, money can be found on the floor. I've told you the story about that brother, right? When he came and he landed at the airport, he was told that when you get to America, there's money everywhere. It's on the floor, on the trees. And he believed that lie. How many of us have heard that lie before? That as soon as you land, all will be well. I saw a number of hands up. Yeah. When he landed, and then he was going, and he saw a $20 bill on the floor. Then he picked up the $20 bill, and then he looked at it. Wow, 20 bucks. Then he quickly converted to the currency, his home. It's a lot of money. So today, in fact, I just flew so many hours. I'm tired. I will start picking up the money tomorrow. So he dropped that $20 on the floor because he's too tired to pick that money. So he dropped the money on the floor. Immediately he took one step, second step. He saw somebody bend down and then picked up the money. That was the last day he saw money on the floor ever since he has been in this country. One brother, when we were over at the other church, he came to me and said, Pastor, I'm disappointed in America. I said, what do you mean? I'm disappointed in America. The day he was told that he's had the visa, he began to share all his possessions. <laughs> because that land is flowing with milk and honey. He came to stand in my office and said, I'm disappointed in America. I said, What did you expect? Hallelujah. Everybody has to pay the price. But if God be for us, who can be against us. God calls people who are in difficult circumstances. When your, your situation is difficult, you don't have to wait for, for, for you to be doing well before you begin to serve the Lord. God is just picking you just the way you are. Are you still here? Or you have gone home? Don't wait till you become a millionaire. Somebody said, you, know, you know, I want to finish my college and I want to marry and I want to have my three children. I want to have my own car and all those things. By the time you wait till that time, it will be too late for God to use you. Because there is a time and a season. Everybody has a time and a season. When you go under a tree, you don't only find green leaves, you also find brown leaves. You would think that the leaves that are falling to the ground should all be brown. It means that they are dead leaves. But you also find green leaves, which means that the young shall die, the old shall also die. You don't have to be old before you fall. So what if tomorrow you are the green leaf that is coming down? Will you be ready to meet your master? Would you have done what he called you to do? Would you have fulfilled the call that is upon your life? He can use anything. He's willing to use anything because in the great house, there are many vessels. Are you still here? Difficult circumstances difficult tr- problems that we go through, but God still picks us up and he puts his grace upon us and he uses us. Don't think that as I'm standing here and I'm preaching with strength, I have no bills to pay. My bills may even be more than your bills. Not that I don't have any, 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 any troubles or I don't have he- any headache. But he who has called me, he is faithful. And you'll bring me to an expected end. Today I may look like this. Tomorrow I may look different. Because any man that puts his hand to the plow, there is no way God will abandon you. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? Ah, God calls God forsaking people. People that God has forsaken. People that feel that God has forsaken them. It's like God is not with me anymore. It's like when when you look up, when you pray, nobody is hearing you. God calls people who are fearful, who are full of fear. What shall I say? The day you are called to lead prayer, I say, how am I going to do this? But he will put his word in your mouth. In Jeremiah 1. When he called what? Jeremiah. He said, I'm a small boy. I don't even know what to say. He said, I I knew you in your mother's womb. I called you and I've put my word in your mouth to go and to tell my people. God has given you something. You have been called and you have been chosen. What a God we serve. God calls people with poor family backgrounds. Hey! Let's not go there. One brother told me that when they were growing up, there'll be big ball of fufu. It's f- f- like the f- it's in the pan, big. You know what is fufu? F- yeah, big one. Then there's one egg in the center for seven boys. Seven boys, one egg. If you make a mistake and you go after the egg, before you say, Jack, the food is finished. So you see that the egg will be sitting there and everybody is is like, some volcano is happening. It's like something is eating the thing from there. Then the, 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 the egg will fall down. Then after that, they fight over the egg. Difficult background. No food on the table. Struggles in this life. If you have had such background, God still calls people who have difficult backgrounds. Some of you were born with golden spoon in your mouth. As soon as you cried, Mm. then the spoon was there. What a shock. Because when I look at some, you can't even identify with what I just said. Hallelujah. Some of us went to school barefooted. Some people will not eat. They have to go longer with they chew. It's what, what is the English name for? Abrafunkate. <laughs> There's uh, something called, uh, what is it? Uh, the English scholars. it. Uh-huh. Walnut or something. People survived on such things. It's like a special thing. They, they plug it, it comes, it has the outer, some, then they will chew that one then next to there will be something sour, a little bit sour. Then inside there is a nut. Before you reach the nut, you would have done a lot of work. Some people survived on it. They had to eat about 20 of them and that is their lunch. But still, God calls people who are from poor background and with difficult circumstances. God also calls people that are least in their families. I tell you, when God is calling you to use you, you may be the only one that God will call in your family. There may be more noble people, more intelligent people. God needs your intelligence. But God takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Can I have an amen? Amen. Can I preach today? I'm about to start my message for the day. This is just an introduction from, uh, a review from last week. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah! How many of us believe that you have been called? That God has called you to do something. Church, all these messages is to tell us that our lives should not be wasted. You can do something for God. You can join the laborers who work for God. Hallelujah! So we have been called to go and bear fruit. Today I just want to give us a little bit of explanation. Or to talk to us about obstacles. The obstacles to bearing fruit. Every Christian here has obstacles to bearing fruit. We have been called to go forth and to bear fruit. And that our fruit should remain. Obstacles. The first obstacle is sickness. Fruitfulness. You know when you take an ordinary woman. For a woman to be barren, there are one or two reasons why the woman is barren. It's either the ovaries have issue, the eggs are not coming. It could also be that the fallopian tube is blocked. You could also have, you know, fibroids, you know, just, you know, trying to fight, you know, eat the baby up. All these things are unhealthy things that causes somebody to be barren because nobody is born barren. Did you hear what I said? No one is naturally born. There is no woman that was born naturally, what? Barren. Because the blessings of God is that God will give a seed to the womb. Can I have an amen? amen? So there are natural things that causes a person to be sick. Likewise, when you come to our Christian life, a Christian that is unfruitful is what? Spiritually sick. Can I have an amen? amen? You are not able to bear fruit. You are not able to witness to anybody with your life because you are spiritually sick. Is somebody here or you still gone home? Hallelujah. Spiritual sickness. The number one sickness is laziness. Number one sickness, laziness. Some people are so lazy, they cannot work for God. Can I have an amen? When God calls you to do something for him, he said, oh Lord, oh Lord, you know, you know, I have to rest a little bit, a little bit. Laziness. Laziness causes Christians not to pray. Laziness causes us not to read our Bible. Laziness causes us. Some people did not come to church because they felt lazy. But let Pharaoh call them. When their job calls them, they forget that their body is tired. Eh, Because there are bills to be paid. Are you still here? Laziness is a spiritual sickness. And God should give us the grace to overcome laziness. I said God should give us the grace to overcome laziness. Do not be lazy. A Christian should not be lazy. Don't sleep too much. You spend all your time watching movies. Then when it comes to prayer, some of us, our, you know, our sleeping pill is the Bible. As soon as you pick up the Bible, you read Psalm 34,
0: verse 4, <sighs> then you are gone.
2: Hey! Those of us who have insomnia, you can't sleep. I'm giving you medicine. Read your Bible. Just take the Bible and you read. If you are that lazy Christian, as soon as you pick up your Bible, what am I reading today? Genesis 1 1. Pray that you will not be lazy. Pray that you will not be lazy. Because the kingdom of God must be worked now. Whatever God wants you to do is now. There is no tomorrow. Tomorrow might be too late. There is no another chance. God may give other people chances but maybe you only have one chance. Take advantage of it. God is calling you to do something for him. He's calling you to be involved in the work that he has set ahead of us. Number one sickness is pride. When you are puffed up. We talked about laziness. Number two is pride. When you are proud. You cannot do the work of God. Because everybody must work under somebody. Everybody must work under somebody. As I understand I work under Bishop Dagley Mills. There are other people. before Before I go all the way to him... Let's say, Reverend Gilbert, there is Apostle Joel. On and on and on and on before it gets to be. Everybody must work under somebody. And sometimes we cannot fulfill the, the calling of God on our lives because we are so proud or we are too proud to actually submit ourselves under an anointing. There are not too many originals out there. That is why God told Moses to gather the 70 in Numbers 11, that he would take off the spirit that is upon him and place it on the 70 so that they will help him bear the burden. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Submit yourself under the anointing of this house and you will be fruitful. Hallelujah. Submit yourself under the anointing of this house. You can become a great singer under this anointing. You can become a great preacher under this anointing. You can even start a church under this anointing. You just have to submit yourself and flow under that anointing. Pride is a sickness that causes us not to be fruitful. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Let me give us an illustration. Hallelujah. See, a lot of times, a lot of times, when you take a tree... The stem itself does not carry fruits. It is the branches that carries fruits. And many a times the branches feel that they are the main thing. Can I have an amen? It's like, it's the branch. This is the stem. It's the branches that are carrying the leaves. And they, have the, they come with the flower and they carry the fruit. So they are hanging here and the fruit, they look all colorful. They are the ones that are carrying the fruit. But sometimes it enters their head for them to think that oh, we are the one that are carrying the fruit. The stem and the root, they have nothing to do with the fruits, And so all they do is they decide that let me cut myself off. Only to come to discover that there is something in the earth that is only the root and the stem that supplies. For you to become great in this life, you must submit under somebody. It's a biblical principle. A grace is upon your life. Yes, a grace is upon you. But you got to work under somebody. You got to submit yourself under an anointing. And then God will use you. Believe that. If you have been called, God is positioning you to a place where you can flourish. And the Bishop Daguerrewood Mills, I'm also a reverend minister. And many of you, through that same channel, can become pastors. Preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? Are you still here or you have gone home? The death sickness that most believers have is living in sin. The reason why you cannot do anything for God is a life of sin. Full of sin. The lust of the flesh. Sleeping with one another. You have no business sleeping with a woman that you have not married. If we catch you, you will see. You have no business if you want to drive the car, come for a driver's license. I work at the driver's license <laughs> office. I can organize one for you so you can freely drive. Because those of you who are driving with just permit, you alone. somebody is supposed to sit by you, but you just have a permit. When you hear pinny pinny, pinny, you wee wee on yourself behind the steering. Hallelujah. It's a sickness. Our life is full of sin. A Christian that, you know, consumes alcohol. What a shock. It's all over the place. When you open the cabinet, it's like one time we went to somebody's house. Hey, that's a long time ago. When we got there, we opened the thing, we saw some He said, hey, what is it for decoration? I said, oh, wow. <laughs> I said, okay. So we took all of it out of the cabinet. And I'm talking about I'm not just talking about beer. I'm talking about the real thing. Even the bottle. When you look at the bottle you can be drunk. That's how high the alcohol was. Hey! I said bring it. Took it. And as I was pouring it down the drain it was like something was happening to the person. It's like it's like their whole life I said, well, you just told me that it's for decoration. The bottle can be a decoration, the content will go down the drain. Hey, it has happened. When, when we come to your house, hide your alcohol because if we see it, it's going down the drain just for decoration. Let me tell you, in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 15, woe unto him that puteth alcohol before a, his friend that the person may be drunk so that you look on their nakedness. Woe unto you is a curse. Put it up for us. Habakkuk two fifteen. say hey, Bible says that we can drink, but we should not be drunk. Look at it. Woe unto him that giveth his neighbor drink. How about you yourself boozing? You there is woe woe. Thou puttest thy bottle to him and maketh him drunk also, that thou mayest look on their nakedness. Listen, when somebody is under the influence of the alcohol, they talk anyhow, they behave anyhow, that is what the Bible is referring to as their nakedness not so that they have taken their clothes and then no 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 the nakedness because they lose they they lose their guard basically i mean they are not cautious of themselves the way they talk the way they behave when you see a drunk man and they are being sometimes they even go into a gutter and they are coming out they don't know what they are doing. bible says woe to him when you go home alcohol goes down the drain because the day your sheep will come and visit you you are in the room and you say, oh, I want something to drink. They are looking for a glass to drink. They open and they see some things. You think that you can shepherd them again? No way. Are you still here? So what was the number one sickness? Laziness. Number two? Pride. Number three? Life of sin. A Christian must live an exemplary life. When we look at you, Brother Vince... We must desire to come to know the Lord. Everything about you, the way you are dressed, the way you speak, the way you are handsome, the way your hair is, your glasses, everything must show us that this guy is the real deal. And so we want to be like him.
0: Can I have an amen?
2: Hallelujah! Some of us have bad character. Hey! When yourself comes and you are manifesting, somebody would wonder, this person, do they really go to church? One sister said, leave, leave, leave. So a sister told another friend, leave your husband to him I will show him. (laughs) You should not have such friends. They should leave their husband to you. You will show them potential difference there are some wives there are some wives who are wild Wild. in church praise the lord praise the lord hey pastor oh nice when they are home they are like a, a tigress it's the truth hallelujah are you still here but let the story at home be the same outside and let it be in church. The story should be the same. People should not have, a, you should not have a double personality. I used to hear, give us 2 Peter chapter 1 from verse 5. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 5. This, this scripture, write it down. Because one of these days you will need it. When you are about to drink, remember. Wow. Are you still there? And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Virtue is a behavior of a higher standard. That when you behave, your behavior at home, your behavior, a wife must have, you know, virtue. The way you talk to your husband, you must have virtue. So that anytime you open your mouth and you are speaking, you can't do that can't do that. That is not how. You cannot be the head. As soon as you become the head and your husband becomes the tail, you have changed the order of God as, as what? Christ is the head of church, right? And God is the head of Christ. So the man is the head of the woman. That is the order of Christ. Or the order of God. If anything changes, that home will struggle. Can I have an amen? amen. Yeah, but my husband is always sitting down and I have to do anything. Still, There are different men with different temperaments. You can help your wife. You, you must help your wife. Sometimes sometimes it's the way you ask for the help. It's also another thing. Because remember, seriously, if you, my wife came to tell me that, Honey, I want you to help me with the dishes. Every time I'm cooking, and you don't want to wash the dishes. When are you ever going to learn to wash the dishes? The answer is, I will not do it. I will not do it. Oh, the Sam, you do it. The way he's an A1 husband, so. The way you ask. Can I have an amen? The way you ask. The way you ask, the way you ask. If you need something politely. You see, I heard one woman tell me, anything I want from a man, I can get it. Because women have power over men. Men are visual visual people. You are moved by what you see. Women are auditory people. They are moved by what they hear. That is why a guy can tell you that, oh, you look so beautiful. It's a lie. But as it goes through your ears, you believe it. Oh, I'm preaching a good message. Can I have an amen? You know that the guy has a husband. And when the guy comes, he said, oh, you know, when you when, when you move, it's like lightning. Whew. Then you believe it. Hey. So how about how about your wife? It's so, oh don't worry. When I just see you, I feel like you are the only mosquito in my net. Yeah. Do not believe it. Do not believe it. How did we get here? We are preaching a good message. Virtue is virtue, it's virtue that got us there. In addition to your faith, your belief in God, Bible says that add virtue, add virtue to your faith. Have a higher standard of behavior. Respect the grown-ups. Submit yourself to your husband. Husband, love your wife. Don't cheat on your wives. Don't do that. Do not do that. Wives, don't starve your husbands. Do not do that. It's also in the Bible. See, in counseling, there's one thing that we teach them in counseling, right? You see, unfaithfulness, the true definition of unfaithfulness, if you say that a man is unfaithful, the true definition of unfaithfulness is not that the man has gone to take another woman. I want you to pay attention. But it's one of them. It's a sin to defile the marital bed. But you, when you you stood at the altar and you said that I give myself to you and you also give myself to me. You said it and now you are not giving yourself to your husband. That is unfaithfulness to the highest degree. Because you said I would do this and you are not doing it and it makes you an unfaithful person. Likewise the man, you said that you will be the only one that I would have and you are having others. That is pure definition of unfaithfulness. So just in case you just think that the man has going to take somebody that is unfaithful, I want you to redefine it. That when you stood at the altar and you said that for better, for worse, in sickness or what? In health. And when they were sick, you sneaked out and you went to be with another person. You are unfaithful. That's what the Bible is telling us. Hallelujah. This one is bonus. It's not part of the preaching. But it has helped somebody. Are you still here? I think I will end my message on this very first point. Hallelujah. Are you still here or you have gone home? So add virtue you to your life. And then it's all that To vet you knowledge. Know about God. Know about God for yourself. You have to know about God. Just don't know. Some of us know all the sports events that happen around us. You know every player, how much they earn. But you don't know what is in John 3.16. You don't know what is in John 3.17. You don't know what the Bible says about your own life. My brother, my sister, you are missing it. Get to know about God. Add to your faith knowledge. You got to know about God. You got to know about God. You have to know what the Bible says about your life. What the Bible says about your home. What the Bible says about your marriage. Knowledge. Tell somebody knowledge. knowledge. Tell them knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. You should have some knowledge. What's the next one? Choir, Do you remember I have a song? Do you remember? This, I told you I composed a song with this verse a, a while back. I have to teach you so you can sing it. And besides that, giving all diligence to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge. Next verse, please help us. Quickly. And to knowledge, temperance. What does temperance mean? I looked in the dictionary. Temperance It was saying that somebody who who is abstaining from alcohol. That was the definition the dictionary gave. That's having, being able to restrain yourself. Because it's not everything that you see that you must have. She's beautiful. It's somebody's wife. You have your own. Keep your eyes straight. <laughs> one time I saw what brother he was on the treadmill. I'm sure some of us have seen. The brother was on the treadmill and this, a, a lady passed with a lot of behind. His head was like this. All we saw was that. His lips straight to the ground. And then he rolled off the treadmill. It's no it was on, on uh, yeah. Everything you must look. Keep straight. If I or no, if, if I. But you have your own. Your own, too fine. Stick to your own. Once you have chosen, and then once you have given your, yourself to the person, please maintain the person. Because you chose, God did not choose for you. And if you have chosen, be happy with it. Thank you, sister. (laughs) And it says, temperance, patience. patience. Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. He makes all things beautiful in his own time. Just be patient. Don't rush. When it comes to God, do not rush. Because he knows the end from the beginning. God knows the very minute your breakthrough is coming. But some of us, we are so impatient that we never see that. Why is God not moving on my behalf? Because when you were supposed to be standing here, you just moved. Just before the Lord got there. If I have prayed about something, then I must trust and wait. Can I have an amen? makes all things beautiful in his time. Hallelujah. Sometimes when I come to church and people are not here, I'm not moved an inch because he who has called me, is faithful. That day will come. That day will come. There will be an overflow. I don't need any prophet to tell me because if God is building his church, then the Lord will make sure that his house is full. He told the servants, go to the byways and the highways and compel them to come. The word anakazo. That's where it comes from. Compel them to come. And the reason that people must be compelled to come said that my house will be full. God desires that his house will be full. So it's just a matter of time. Keep certain where you are and you will see the hand of God. Patience and godliness. As God's child, we must see God in you. Amen. Amen. You must see God in you. When you get angry, you must see God in you. It's better to walk away. We all know that you can talk. But when something comes up, just walk away. Think about it. It's not everything that you must react to. It's not everything that you must fight. Because there are certain fights that are not meant for you. Absolutely, they're not meant for you. If only you would let God fight your fights for you. Wives, win your battles on your knees. Win your battles on your knees. I said wives for a reason. Because wives, a lot of times, we are in a hurry for somebody to change, for something to happen immediately. Naturally, men are more patient than women. It's a natural thing. Some of you may agree, you may not agree, but it's a natural thing. How many women agree? How many men agree? Naturally. Yeah, all the (laughs) women agree. (laughs) So Sometimes the the man looks like he's slow. He's not slow. Because if you worry, you cannot add any one, one strand of hair to your hair. You cannot. If I have prayed about something, I leave it to God. Let God do his own. If you have prayed... Trust God because all things that's what work together for the good of them, what? Who what? Love the Lord and are called accord, according to his purpose. If you love the Lord and you have prayed about something, that scholarship, it will come. It's just a matter of time. If they gave it to you in your first year, you are about to fail a class at the end of the first year, and you would have lost it. So the thing came on the second year where you have been prepared to ace the thing through so you can maintain it. You just have to be patient. And then trust that God is working it out for you. Amen. Can I have an amen? Finally, it says what? Godliness. Live a godly life. Live a godly life. Can I have an amen? amen. Finish it for us. Give us the next verse. Let's finish it. And it says that and godliness what? Brotherly Kindness. Let us be kind one to another. And brotherly kindness, what? Charity. Love. That is love. Charity. There must be love amongst us. Let us love one another. There's no reason why we must hate one another. We we have just come to church to come and do the work of God. We must love one another. Then next verse. Look at it. Let's finish. For if these things be in you. We are talking about faithfulness. If these things be in you. Virtue, temperance, brotherly kindness, love, all those things that we have listed. If these things be in you and they abound. It means that if they are plenty. If these things are plenty in our lives. What does it say? It says that they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Fruitfulness comes when these things abound. Fruitfulness. May the Lord help us. May the Lord grace us. May the Lord show us mercy. There will be children that are fruitful. Hallelujah. May we not be lazy. May we not be proud. May we not live a life of sin. God is merciful. Shall we rise to our feet? Is it that the message was too, too much you can't clap? Oh, (laughs) hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All these things must abound. They must abound in our lives. Close your eyes and begin to talk to him. Talk to Jesus. 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 Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Pray that God will help you to be fruitful. Pray that God will help you to be fruitful. Once he has spoken, twice we have heard. As God has spoken, may his word have its free course in our lives. Father, let your will be done, Lord. Let your will be done in our lives. May our lives, oh God, in the name of Jesus, be an exemplary life. May we be Christians, oh God, that are not sick. Every sickness in our body. Father, oh God, take it away. Every spiritual sickness. My God, unbelief, laziness, Lord. Father, pride, oh God, sinfulness, my God, help us. May we be Thank you, Lord. I want to be a vessel you went through.
0: Lord, I want to be more like you. I want to be a vessel you work through. Lord, I want to be more like you. Sing with me, Lord. I want to be more like you. I want to be a vessel Oh, you were through Oh, Lord I want to be more Oh, I need to be that vessel I need to be that vessel Oh, you were through hey, Lord That I have to be that vessel I have to be that vessel Oh, you work through And Lord, I want to be more like you
2: Every eyes closed, just lift up your hands and lift up your voice And tell the Lord to make you the vessel that he can work through for we are, have all been called and we have been chosen to go forth and to bear fruits. Father, may you use us, oh God, to bear the right kind of fruits. Father, lead us to the right people. But make us that right vessel. Some of us need to empty our vessels. Empty our vessels out of sin. Empty our vessels out of laziness. Empty our vessels out of pride. That God can fill us that he may use us. Thank
0: you, Lord. Oh, I need to be, I I need need to be that vessel, oh, you were through, oh, Lord, hey, I I wanna wanna be be more, more hey, I need to be that vessel, I need need to be be that that vessel, you you were through, oh,
2: pray, Lord. Make us vessels that you can work through. We stand before you, oh God, this afternoon. Who are we, oh God? But oh God, you pick the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Therefore, oh God, we present ourselves to you, Lord. Take our lives and let it be. Consecrate the Lord unto thee. Take our moment and our days. Father, help us, O oh God, to live, O oh God, a life that is pleasing and a life that is acceptable to you. Help us, O oh God, to be used, O oh God, in our time and in our season. May we affect our generation as you deem it, faith, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. May we not live a useless life. May we not live a life that is not worthy, O oh God, even to meet you, Lord. But thank you that, oh God, just as we are, you can use us. We give you praise. We give you honor. With every eyes closed, if you are here, you don't know the Lord. Like I said, a brown leaf can fall, a green leaf can fall. If you are here, you don't know Jesus You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. I want you to lift that right hand above your head that I may pray with you. You need Jesus in your life. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. His mercies. His mercies. You need Jesus. Lift that right hand above your head. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. Thank you, Lord. Pray this prayer after me. Let's all pray this prayer. Lord Jesus.
0: Lord Jesus.
2: Lord Jesus.
0: Lord Jesus. Jesus.
2: Today I come to you.
0: Today I come to you.
2: Just as I am.
0: Just as I am.
2: But you died to set me free. But you died to tread me free. To wash me with your blood. To wash me with your blood. So today, wash my sins. So today, wash my sins. And I invite you into my heart. And invite I invite you into my heart. To be my Lord and my Savior. To be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being my Savior and my Lord. Thank you for being my Savior and my Lord. Father, we honor you, Lord. We affirm our decision. As children of God this afternoon. May we stand before you justified. As we walk out of this place. May we walk out in a blessing. May every home be preserved. And may manifold blessings and callings. Oh God be exposed Lord. Let it come to pass. Every call that is hidden. May it surface in the name of Jesus. Every desire that your children have. May it, O oh God, turn into something else, Lord. Amen. That, oh God, it shall come to pass. That we would all put our hands to the plow. We give you glory, Lord. In Jesus' name. Put your hands together.
1: We believe
0: the word of God has actually come down to you. And you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Bell Rad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky. This and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m.